Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Talking to Yourself podcast. I am your host, Chris Chase, and it is great to be back with you after being away for a week, uh, having to, you know, get rest and get better after being sick. Thanks so much to Robert Munson of the Three Black Men podcast for filling in for me, essentially, uh, with a full show, full conversation from this past summer, and Ian for handling the the intro and the outro for this past week's show. I really missed it, though. I really missed it, but I had absolutely no energy to do a show last week, and I had no voice to do so either. I'm still recovering. I don't know if you can hear that in my voice, but I um, I am busted. I am busted stuff, to quote uh, Dave Matthews Band. Uh, yes, I am a Dave Matthews Band fan, if you did not know that. Uh, but yeah, like it's good to, to be here. Thank you, all of you who, who knew that I had COVID, who sent uh, kind notes and how are you doing, how's it feeling, and th- your own stories of dealing with COVID. And it seems like everyone's getting it right now, unless you um, don't believe in COVID and no one has it. It's all a made-up thing. Tell that to my lungs and to my chest and to my throat and to the boxes of Kleenex that I went through blowing my nose and all that stuff. stuff. But, you know, this is not a political podcast, neither here nor there. But I, I, I will tell you, though, if you come at me with this COVID is fake stuff, I'm not going to hit you because I'm not a, I'm a violent person. I won't do that, but you will get a you 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 will get some words from me if you come at me going it's 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 a cold and God bless you if you got it if you've had it and you and you haven't felt anything God bless you just don't tell me just don't tell me oh I just you know it's nothing I just felt a little tickle in the back of my throat for a couple of days and then I was fine it was nothing don't tell me don't tell me because I'm going into week two of this and um. I'm very happy that I can take as long as I need to on this recording. This recording might take five hours or a lot of mute button uh, moments because I have to cough. I can do that, um, right? So don't, yeah, just don't come at me with that stuff. And let me kind of break down for you a little bit of how 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 this kind of how, how this kind of went when came to be. So two Sundays ago, I'm at church and I got there and I was you know I kind of felt a little wonky in the morning, but I got there and I remember standing with one of our elders. And I legitimately went to them out loud and said, I don't feel good. I don't feel all right. And 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 it's kind of like this guy's guys might felt kind of off, you know, like you like I have to wake up early to get get to work, get to church, and um, like anybody else is a volunteer, that sort of thing. Um, so you kind of always feel a little tired, but I felt a lot more tired than I normally do. There's a certain sort of like a threshold of tired. And I also thought, well, I stayed up to watch Saturday Night Live. There's basketball on TV. So I'm, I'm probably paying for staying up late, but more often than not, I'm fine and I can kind of go through with it. But I just kind of felt like I feel I feel off. Feel, I feel like I have a cold. I got home. I recorded the pod. And if you remember, I was really excited about that. That is the famous... We went to the Raptors game. We got spoiled, rotten. I'm living like a rock star right now podcast. Shout out to all of you who really enjoyed that one, by the way. Great time. Um, shout out to the, to the Air Canada boys. You already know who you are. It was a good time. And uh, so I recorded that podcast. Went and I rested afterwards. It was great. Um, the next morning I woke up and again, still kind of didn't feel great. Uh, my daughter, Eliana, she stayed home because she had a, um, her, a sore throat and she'd been coughing that night. Again, you're just kind of like, you're sick. It's cool. It's it's spring season. It happens. You know, you switch jackets, that sort of thing. We're, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I kind of went through with my day. Went to the gym, dropped my son off at school. Everything was kind of like, you know, 
no, but I, as the day progressed, I started feeling worse and worse and worse and worse. And it was Rebecca who was like, you might need to get tested for COVID. And I was like, I ain't get no tests. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't about that. I ain't about tests. I don't do tests. I did tests in high school. I don't need to get tested no more. I am the test. I, I didn't say any of that, but that's how it felt in my soul. But she would laugh at me because I was, you know, walking up and down the stairs and I was wheezing or I would have to take a break. And, you know, I consider myself to be pretty in shape, pretty good cardiovascular, you know, sense of myself. But I was wheezing. I couldn't breathe. And then I started coughing and started feeling worse. So I do a COVID test. And I think I did a COVID test on, on Sunday, maybe, or Monday morning, and it was negative. So I'm like, cool, I ain't got no COVID. I just have a cold. The next morning, I woke up and it felt like a Mack truck literally hit me. Now, I imagine that if a Mack truck actually hit me, I would be dead because I'm not that strong. But I can only describe it to that. Like, or it felt like somebody was, you know, standing on my chest or whatever else. It was just felt like, it just felt very heavy. And I remember text messaging a couple of people that I work with going like, hey, listen, I know we got a meeting this morning, but, yo, I, I ain't showing up. Or if I do, I'm not talking. Like, I'm just, I'm just not about it. And not like I'm not about, like, I don't care about my job. But I'm just like, I don't have the, the physical capacity to do this or the mental capacity. And again, at that point, um, my daughter had stayed home now two days and my son um, slept in because he wasn't feeling well, but then he he really wanted to go to school. So I drove him to school at lunch, picked him up after school, and it took me forever to get in the car, drive, all this sort of stuff, pick him up. That's, you know, no stores, nothing else, just get in the car, pick him up. Then that evening I did a COVID test and I was positive. And at that point, you're kind of like, well, yeah, that makes that makes sense because all of the signs point to you like you have this thing. And that was, you know, and I was disappointed because I was preparing to go and be at our church on Easter Sunday and Good Friday and was ready to speak. And it was going to be our first Good Friday in person because we, we weren't in person last year. I ended up speaking in my kitchen on Zoom and... You know, I was I was excited. I was like, yes, I get to do this. It's gonna be great. And I just wasn't able to pull it off because, you know, quarantine, you gotta stay home and stuff. And then legitimately Wednesday came and the whole family, just everyone was just knocked out. Just everyone was just, you know, the commercial, the Vix commercial, Pam, 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 can you call my mom? Like that, like that was that was legitimately us. Just all of us in just different pockets of the house, just lying down, just crying out to Jesus, that sort of thing. It was, and it was painful. We're not eating or we're eating, but you know what I mean? Like no one's really hungry. Shouts to, to, to those who uh, sent Uber Eats cards so that we wouldn't have to worry about cooking or who's uh, brought or sent care packages. You know who you are. You're the real ones. But like we're just, just beat up. But me being me, I still recorded a a subpar teaching for Good Friday because I still wanted to feel like I was a part of it. Uh, maybe that's ego talking. Maybe that's recognizing that so much of, of our team was kind of stepping up to do stuff that that day. Um, and I felt like, you know, like I, I can get enough energy. I can, I can Michael Jordan flu game this. Or Michael Jordan, I drank too much alcohol. I... Atlantic City and I, blah, blah, blah. But I did not do that. That was, but the flu game legend has it, if you know anything about sports. But maybe I, I, have, I have enough energy in me for 14 minutes and 20 seconds to teach on, on 
you know, the the death of Jesus. I I have that. And so I did that, sent the video in. And then the rest of the weekend was just me sleeping and Becca sleeping and Ellie sleeping and Liam sleeping and coughing and just it was really, 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 really painful. By Monday, things started to turn, but the kids were still home. I wasn't, I, you know, there was no going out to do anything. There was no going to the store, nothing. It was just kind of like just stuck in the house. And then finally, by Thursday, the kids were back at school. I, um, I believe, I think it was on Thursday, it rained. And so I went to the gym and I legit, what I did in the gym was I walked on the treadmill. I didn't run. I didn't sprint. I walked on the treadmill for 20 minutes at 2.2 speed. I got off the treadmill and I went home. Like that was all I had strength for. I walked on the treadmill and I went home. And then the next day I walked on the treadmill. I think I did like, I think I did something. I might have done like leg extensions just to kind of feel like I was doing something. And then I got changed and I went home. Like legitimately, like, because I, I'm, it's still hard to breathe. It's still hard to kind of like do stuff without feeling like I'm exerting a lot of energy. Um, and that's sort of, that's sort of been, been the COVID journey for us. Now, the fun part about that, though, I will say this, is or one funny part is, so, you know, I've been able to, to use social media a bit more um, because... Well, I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that. So a couple of things I was doing while I was sick was I binge watch a lot of television shows. Um, so I re... Um, if you haven't watched the show Abbott Elementary, um, first season is on Global. If you have not watched Abbott Elementary, stop whatever you're doing. Stop listening to this podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe and then pause it and then watch Abbott Elementary. It is just this... It is like a, a hearty bowl of soup. It is a smile and a hug from your grandma. It is a high five from a mentor. It is it is just the warmth, bar none. Watch it. It's a great family show. It's you know there's not a lot of family shows, so watch that. I rewatched um, Superstore on uh, Netflix, and then I watched a lot of basketball. And I hadn't watched a lot of basketball in a while. And I just watched a lot of playoff basketball, and that was a lot of fun. Watched a lot of Jays baseball too, which is really great. And I slept, and I, you know, I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel bad about it. My body needed it, and I was able to to do that. And I, I actually activated uh, my TikTok account. Now I'm a little bit ashamed of that because my daughter is on TikTok, and I remember, you know my daughter really wanted to get on Instagram. And so some of you, you're like, you have a t- uh, preteen or a teenager, and you're like, I would never allow my daughter or my son to be... I'm Congratulations on being a better parent than I am. You get the gold star. But our daughter with supervision, and we have all the passcodes, all stuff like that, so she's on Instagram. But I was there first. So, like, she kind of, like, she, you know, lives off of my blessing, essentially. Well, now, like, I'm on TikTok at Backers Chase, and she's able to kind of go like, you're doing too much. And that's really embarrassing. But I had nothing else to do. I literally had nothing else to do. And so now, like, I find myself making TikToks every now and again. Not because, you know, like, not for notoriety. It's because, like, I have, this, you know, creative ideas. And maybe one day I'll stop doing it because it's ridiculous. But right now I enjoy it. And it's kind of fun. Um, so that's, you know, that's something that I did. But I was also, you know, like, 
on Twitter a bit too, and especially tweeting about sports stuff, right? Like Raptors and, you know, at this at the time of this recording, April 24th, our boy, Toronto Raptors, Scotty Barnes, number four, rookie of the year. Uh, we are down 3-1 to the Sixers. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this on a Monday or Tuesday, we're only, we're down 3-2 and not out 4-1, but that's neither here nor there. But I was on Twitter and tweeting stuff about, you know, sports or movies. And I saw something about COVID and and I said something to the point where like, it didn't feel like a cold. It does not feel like a cold to me. It feels a lot worse. And then somebody, this is what I wanted to get back to you. Somebody who I haven't spoken to in forever, like legitimately forever. Like the number sign, you know, the eight forever. Who doesn't follow me, but somehow saw this tweet this tweet response to somebody else tweeted at me and said actually you don't have covid what you have is this and then they sent me a link to this other thing this other definition of what i was experiencing and they're saying like don't believe the hype it's not covid and i was like there are people out there legitimately and this is just so bizarre for me who have who and again i know this person this person doesn't even follow me this person didn't even have the decency to up my followership by one number but they saw the word covid and they felt the need to respond to me to correct me on my current experience this person is not a scientist this person is not in the medical field but they read an article online and they felt the need to explain to me, to express to me that I, that I was wrong in my assessment. And I was just kind of like, that's the world now. That's the world now. Like, did this person have, like, on their Twitter account an alarm for COVID? And then, and they check it regularly. And anytime they see something that is not agreeing to their point, they then feel the need to respond. Do, am I the only person they've done this to and here's the thing that that here's the here's here's the the piece of resistance with all this stuff is that they they would feel like if i was to ask them i'm not going to because why but if i was to ask them they would feel like they're helping me they would feel like they're stepping out on a limb they're stepping out in faith they're going out they're uh, I'm spirit lead me where my trust is without borders hallelujah they would feel like they're stepping out and in faith to encourage me not realizing that the very and then and then and then if i respond the way i am that i am not receiving the blessing and there's something wrong with me and not something wrong with them it is the weirdest thing now i'm not saying to you from now on don't you know i'm not saying that but it's just a really weird thing to kind of read going like i know you i've known you since i was like 16 years old and you're responding about this of all the things I've ever shared on any platform, this is the thing that you're like, you're wrong about? Just, it was really weird. So that's been the two weeks. Like, that's been the two weeks. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I'm not feeling, am I 100%? Not, not by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I have muted this uh, a few times. Ian's a editing genius. You would not notice one. But I've stopped and coughed and drank water a number of times while recording this probably even recording this is stupid but i just gotta get the stuff out of my soul you feel me like i gotta i just gotta get it out um 
but like that's been the two weeks. And my hope is that, you know, next week when I record, I'm a little bit stronger. And the week after that, I'm a little bit stronger. And that this isn't, you know, there, there are um, recorded um, re- recorded research of people who have had persistent coughs for an elongated period of time. I hope that I'm not one of those people um, because I just hope that it's not the case. But, the, you know, the hope is that we get better and that we're able to, you know, to continue to give you this goodness you know what I'm saying? To continue to to provide uh, this service, uh, it's almost dry. You know, we want to make sure that by the time it is that we we can provide this for you as best as we can. And and to that person who felt the need to reach out to me, uh, you know, to to quote to quote from that great album, it's almost dry. I pray for you, pray for me, because I pray for you. People do that, and they think it's normal. It's really weird to me. Anyhow, we'll take a break. We're right back. So, this past week, like I said in the first segment, recovering from being sick, recovering from COVID, and I went to, one of the things I had to do was I had to go to Indigo, the reason I had to go to Indigo was my daughter had ordered a uh, Squishmallow. Some of you who are in the parental percentage of people who listen to this podcast, you may know what a Squishmallow is. It is just a, a giant, I guess, stuffed animal, if you will. It's a giant thing that my daughter collects. And she had ordered one and I had to go. I was tasked with, because my, my wife, Becca, was working. I was tasked with going to indigo to pick up said squishmallow so prior to going to indigo i did what anyone does after they've been sick for 10 days um i got a haircut so if you if you're watching this video on video you can see the lines the lines are all crisp things like that shouts to my man jeff the barber uh explain to him listen i just been sick he's like come through i'm like i just been sick he's like come with the precautions mask up come through so shouts to him Got the guy, you know, looking all Chris and stuff, stuff like that. So Liam and I, we went to get a haircut, and then we went back. To, we went on on the way home. We stopped at Indigo to go pick up a Squishmallow. And so I go, I pick it up, and I'm wearing, you know, I'm, I am, you know, at least not right now recording this, but when I go out, and especially now that I've been sick, have my mask on and things like that. And I, I, I think I have this, I'm wearing a head wrap right now. I also have a head wrap on. I have a mask on. I might, might be a toque. I can't remember. I have something on my head and I have a mask on. But the mask, you know, it's not, you know, it still shows a little bit of the gray in the beard and things like that. And while while I'm there, I'm walking. I walk in, walk in the cash. I pick up this package, just a little, this box. You know, walk out. I hear my name. Now, at first I just kept on walking because I was like, ain't nobody in these streets calling my name in an indigo, that's weird. And I'm not so ego-driven as to think that anywhere I go, someone knows who and where, who, who I am, where I am, any of that sort of stuff like that. So I, I kept moving. Then I heard my name again, really quiet, but like a, a kind of whisper, is that Chris Chase? And I was like, yo, let me turn around. Let me turn around because somebody, you know, somebody about to catch hands. I'm not a violent person, but... You know, I often, especially when I'm tired or when I'm sick, yo, I want smoke. So I turn around and I see these three people that I don't recognize staring at me. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then I recognized one of them a bit in the middle. 
And then they, they walk up, I'm like, were you calling my name? They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we were. We, we weren't sure if it was you or not. And then they we start to kind of talk a little bit, and I clue in that these are now, you know, late teen, early young adults, 18, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, and they are students at um, from a place uh, where I used to work. They, they attend uh, where I used to work prior to where I work now. I'm not going to put any names on these streets. Check your Googles. If you know who I am, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, check your Googles. Go on LinkedIn. Check out my, my, my employment profile. You can find all these sort of names, all this sort of stuff. And they kind of explain, that, like, you know, they're on, they're just shopping. They're in the midst of kind of getting ready for, for the year to end, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, 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 um, The one in, in the middle, I, I've known them since they were, since they were, you know, um, younger than than Ellie, like they knew Ellie when she was like four or five years old. Like I've known them since they were they were li- a, a little youth. Them, you know what I mean? Know their parents, all this sort of stuff. And the other two, I was m- meeting for the first time, but they knew they knew of me, or they had seen me at different things. But you know, and I I felt my body and my mind sort of cocoon into itself. That's a weird thing to say, but I, I just kind of I felt myself become really awkward because I didn't know um, I didn't know how to interact with them. Now, I'm a personable per- in guy, and I ask a lot of questions. You know, like I put the conversation. If you if you ever been with me, and if I don't really know you, you will find that I ask a lot of questions because I put the conversation back on the person I'm talking to, so that I don't feel the anxious need of carrying a conversation, even though I'm a conversationalist. So I'll, I'll okay, so tell me a little bit about so how 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 have the I'll, I'll ask an open that was a lot of stuttering I will ask an open ended question so that it actually pushes conversation so it's not like hey are you happy today yes or no it's always like so what makes you happy right now what's making you happy what's what's driving you right now it forces it forces the person to kind of think of an answer that requires them to actually go deeper into conversation it's an easy conversation one-on-one ask open-ended questions never if you ask a close-ended question if it ends with a yes or no then you're you're kind of stuck so i'm asking them these questions and i'm trying to avoid talking about about myself not because I have nothing to say. Life has been really exciting outside of the dumpster fire that is, you know, currently where I work right now. Again, check your Googles. Check your Googles. It's all out there in the press, whatever else. But because of the history I have with the, the place I, I used to work, and I've, I've kind of I've avoided talking about this. I did it once uh, on a podcast with my, my, my buddy, uh, Eric, and for a show that we, 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 we are doing, we do, and it never got released. And I, I I think a part of it is, you know, it just didn't get released. But I think a part of it too is it was the first time I talked about it. And my my buddy, co-host, kind of felt it's probably wise to, if this is the first time we're talking about this, let's kind of hold off on this for a while. Because I'm thinking, I'm talking about it in real time. And I and I don't talk about it be, because it's it's tough to talk about. You know, long story short, uh, I worked somewhere, and then one day I was told, uh, your services are no longer needed. Now, it was the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, there was a lot of sort of like, a lot of companies did the exact same thing. They looked at their staffs and they said, okay, we need to consolidate finances. We need to consolidate personnel. We And we need to, you know, 
you know, cut some things. And we might need to actually cut some personnel as well based on our current needs. And I, unfortunately, it was one of those needs. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table, um, getting the news, um, saying my, my, I think my last words were, okay, I'm going to go watch the last dance now, which is like classic me kind of uh, deflecting and being awkward. I remember coming down to this basement that I'm sitting in right now, walking to Rebecca, who was working in this basement and saying, well, it happened. And her saying, okay, we knew this could happen. We're going to be okay. And if she says we're going to be okay, then I trust it. Because if I say we're going to be okay, then it's kind of like, hey, are you sure? But when she says it, there's a, there's a gravitas to that. I, I remember that. I remember that day. And I remember, you know, there's multiple feelings that come along with that. There's, there's anger. And there's shame. There's also a lot of regret. And you toggle through all of these emotions. The anger is selfish. The anger is like, how, how dare you do this to me? The shame is, oh my goodness, people are going to know this about me. And then the regret is, man, if I had been a better me, maybe this wouldn't have happened. And more often than not, when things like this happen, we say we, we live in anger and we blame they did this to me, they, 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 they. We live in shame. People are going to know this about me. We, I, we don't often live in the regret of like, maybe, maybe if I had done this differently. And let me tell you something. Okay, between you and me, I'm not the easiest person on the planet to do life with. I'm not. Now, don't go emailing Becca because, you know, don't go talking to my parents. You know, don't go talking to my close friends. But I'm telling you. And there's, you know, you start going back through the Rolodex, start going back through years, you're kind of going like, man, maybe if I, I should have done this differently, I could have said this differently, I could have. But in the moment, when it first happens, you, you anger, shame, regret. Because people know, because people are going to know. And then they do that thing where they walk up to you and they go, hey, so, hey, how are you? Hey, hey, heard about, hey, listen, you, hey, you're believed in, okay? Things are going to work out for you. Things are going to be fine. You're going to be, and you're like, just, I just want to crawl into a hole. And for, you know, the, the, I think one of the best things of the pandemic, there's the best thing, was I didn't see a lot of people for almost a year and a half because we were all locked away, because we're all in our, our homes. Didn't see a lot of people. It was really, really, really helpful. <laughs> but now, you know, two years out, we're starting to get back into the regular sphere of life and those sort of things. And, you know, I moved on, I got a new bay, all this sort of stuff, job-wise. Now, the bay is a dumpster fire. As I've mentioned, check your Googles, go back episodes, explain all that sort of stuff. You know, bay is not her best self right now, but we out here, we try to make it work. Um, but, you know, so you're, you're getting by. by. But um, these, these, these kids, they're not kids, they're adults. They start talking, and I immediately kind of revert back into this idea of anger, shame, and regret. It's been almost two years. And I revert right back. And that's the thing about pain. You can get over stuff, and you can do it the, the right way. You can do it with 
counseling and spiritual direction or with, you know, getting in shape or whatever else or finding new friends. Or all You can do all that sort of stuff. Or you can do it the negative way, which is abusing your body, abusing your mind, abusing your soul, all the sort of stuff. You can do all the things to kind of take the pain away. But it can come back in a snap. And all that work seems like for now, the reason why you do the work is so that when the feelings come back up, because they often do, you have the mechanisms, you have the tools in order to kind of bring yourself back to center, to bring yourself back to earth, to remind yourself that you are not your anger, your shame, and your regret. But in that moment, it took me a minute. And I was, and I felt myself being awkward. I felt it. Like I felt it. And these are, these are, they're talking about like, you were, you were at this event and you said this to my, you said this and it was so funny. And I'm in my head going like, what do you know about me? What, what's your opinion of me? These are children. Their opinion doesn't matter. Now in, in life, their opinion matters. But in that moment, their opinion doesn't matter. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do life. I'm going I'm to I'm be the drip God. I'm going to be all this sort of stuff. I'm going to be cool, calm, and collected. All this sort of stuff. But in that moment, I was so insecure. What's your opinion of me? Is your opinion what other people's opinions are of me? Because I know what other people have said about me. And I know what other people have said that other people have said. Are, are you in the same boat? What's your, what do your parents think of me? What, do you, what does the, that place think of me? What do I think of me? Well, you know why they think this. Is, and again, right back. It's been two years. Good work has happened since then. But right there, I was right back to anger shame and regret to the point where I got home and I sat on my bed and I didn't know whether to cry or laugh or just kind of like just sit I didn't know what I literally didn't know what to do I was in in stasis I was or just stasis stasis just in, in paralyzed in that moment I was reverted right back to being back at that kitchen table now let me tell you this let me tell you this I gotta I got clarify this up too I worked with some, I worked with some really 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 great people. Am I close with the people that I worked with? Some a lot, no. Some some a bit, and one in particular still close with. And the person who I'm close with is the same person who said, "Listen, this relationship work wise isn't going any further." And yet that same person is my homie. That's my broski. Check your Googles. You know their name, and that's my guy. To the to the to this day, to this day, to this day, that's my guy. When when the dumpster fire happened with New Bay, check your Googles. There's a lot of people who reached out and say, "Hey, listen, if you need anything, man, just call us, man. Hey, we're here for you, man. Heard about what's going on, man. Whatever you need, man. Praying, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers." I didn't reach out to a lot of people. This same person, this same individual, I reached out to them. I said, "What do I do? What do you think?" What have you? I reach out to them because that's that's the homie. That mattered to me. That relationship mattered to me. But there's still good people who work there. Great ideas, great vision, great all this stuff. It's great. So I, I gotta gotta say that. But it still doesn't take away regret. Still doesn't take away shame. Still doesn't take away anger. Right? It's still things you have to work through. And I say all of that because. Maybe it's not a lost job. But maybe for you, it's a divorce or a really bad breakup. And you've done, you've done everything in your power to get, to get yourself ready for hot girl summer or hot boy summer or 
hot person summer and you've you've gone over old bay and then you hear a song on the radio no, no, no one listens to their radio anymore. You heard a song on Spotify. Or you saw a, a, a preview for a show on Netflix or something or other. You smelt a scent. You, you smelled a scent when you were walking and just brought you right back to anger, shame, and regret. Or maybe it's, you know, a friendship or the loss of something and you've, you've done all the work to get past it, to get over it. And then something happened and you felt yourself right back. You felt yourself right back to, to right back into that moment where it all happened all over again. I want to tell you, it doesn't last. It doesn't last. It, 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 it doesn't last if you don't want it to. I made a choice when I got home. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna live, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna remember this feeling, but I'm not gonna live in this feeling. I'm gonna learn from this feeling. I'm going to grow from this feeling. I'm going to, I have this small little platform to be able to talk about this feeling, but I'm not going to make this feeling my life. What was is what was. And there was some good, like like anything else, there was some good, and there was some bad, and there was some ugly, but ultimately, hopefully, it made people better. Hopefully it did. But I'm not going to live in anger, shame, and regret. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to live in joy because there's some really good moments. It's easier for me to think about those good moments. I'm going to live in community. There's there's some really great people that I've gotten to get to know and be impacted by and hopefully impact that, you know, like I'm grateful grateful for I, I i'm i'm gonna live in hope that you know one day if it's supposed to be that some relationships they will you know they will grow past or grow differently or grow again they'll never be what they were ever but hopefully they can be something different something more than but i'm not gonna live in anger shame and and regret not anymore because the reality is it only really affects me Companies and corporations and other people, they move on. And I had to think about this too, is that I, with other people who I've been the cause of, I've moved on too. So I can't get upset about somebody like when I've done, you feel me? You, do you feel me? At a certain point, you got to be able to say, that was then, this is now, and tomorrow is coming. I, so, so standing with these, these kids... They're not kids, they're adults. Young adults, young kids. No, not young kids, not young kids. Not strike that from the record. These young adults. And I think I made this awkward joke. It just wasn't funny. That was self-deprecating, but was also mean. Because that's what I do. Like I, It's a defense mechanism to protect what little honor I feel like I, I, I have. And I messaged one of them, the one who I'm, you know, a decent relationship with. And I said, hey, listen, like that, strike that joke from the record, please. Like That was just me being weird, and I, I apologize. And it wasn't a joke that was nefarious. It was just a joke that just, like, I didn't know how to end the conversation. And so I said it to kind of just be like, and again, these kids don't, like, these kids don't know anything. They don't have opinions. They were just happy to see me. They were happy enough to see me that they called out my name in a mall or in, in Indigo. 
because I know there's times where I see people that I know, and I'm just kind of like, I'm just not about conversation today, and I keep it moving. And Lord knows you probably do the same thing too. You see somebody that you know in the store, and you're like, yeah, if I talk to you, that's 15 minutes. I ain't got 15. I only got five. I'm out. <laughs> but they, though they were so kind, and they called out my name because they wanted to say hi. They just wanted to say, "Hey, this is what you this is what you did in my life. This one of the reasons why I'm where I am now is because you did this." And I couldn't. I was so in that moment in regret, anger, and shame. I wasn't able able to hear them say, hey, thanks, and me simply say, hey, thank you. And so maybe this entire section of this show is me saying to those three kids, not kids, adults, thanks. Not you're welcome, but thank you. Thank you for reminding me of the good because I'm not the sort of person who often remembers it. I am a petty petty, petty old man. And I often will sometimes live in petty because petty fuels. I had one person once say to me, you know, are you trying to be like a WWE heel who kind of lives off of? And I think sometimes I do. The bulletin board material, that Jordan, the Jordan comment, it, it, it became personal for me. It was personal. And more often than not, it's, you know, uh, Michael Corleone, it's nothing personal. It's not personal, Sonny. It's business. Sometimes you're on the right side of business, and sometimes you're not. But to those three kids who had who don't care about business, who don't care about any of that stuff, who just care about people, thank you. And to you who have experienced reason to have anger, shame, and regret, you're not alone. You're not alone. We all feel it. Some of us, we post about it on social media right away. And somebody might be listening to this going like, he's, even with what he said, he said too much and he's blacklisted. Well, if I was blacklisted before. I bet, cool beans. If, you're, if I'm blacklisted for just, you know, saying things politely, <laughs> then I don't want to be on your list. You just made the list. But there's others who are listening to this going like, I felt this and I've never known, I've never been able to quantify the feeling. You're not alone. You're not better than anger, shame, and regret, but you can get better. You can get better from, you can get better through it. You can be better than it. I don't know. You know what I mean? I know you know what I mean. I'm just not making any sense what I'm saying, but yeah. It was a weird, it was a weird bump in, but the reality is you never know. You never know who, who you might, you might bump into. You never know. So pe people, people are, you know, people are paying attention. So you bring this stuff up because people, people are paying attention. There's this article that came out uh, in GQ magazine written by Elliot Wilson, who normally talks, he's like a hip hop historian. Um, and this article is a really, uh, it's not a fun, it's not a good article. Uh, in it, he calls the rapper Future the best rapper alive. There's just so much reason as to why that is just a, just, it's, it's the wrong answer. Um, there's other people who are better, but the article nonetheless has been, people have been reading it because he has his big claim and it's ridiculous, but there's this quote in the article that future the rapper, toxic masculine, whatever else, whatever, whatever, you know, mumble, whatever, whatever connotation you want to give future. He says this since really, 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 um, 
really kind of ties in with what we're talking about here in this, this section of the, of the show. He says, when you don't think people are looking, they're looking, they're watching. When you don't think they're listening, they're listening. I could have broken a bridge that I want to cross again, a broken bridge that I might need to cross again off of, a, off of an assumption. But I just knew every time when I do anything, man, I was doing it out of the kindness of my heart. I don't want to have any expectations for someone else. And then they let me down. And I would only add that I don't want to have expectations on someone else. And then I let them down. And the reality is on that day, those kids were watching, not kids, adults. None of the people are watching. And so hopefully when somebody calls your name in a store or at a park or at a church or at the gym or wherever you congregate, and they remind you of your past, you're remind, you're, you are reminded to treat them with kindness regardless because they might remind you of your past, but they might not necessarily be your past. And hopefully you're able to leave that conversation being reminded that even if your past was bad, your present is good and your future can be even better. This has been another episode of Talking to Yourself. Host is Chris Chase. Show producer and video editor is Kenny Walters. Audio editor and creator of our intro is Ian Walters. You can follow Chris on social media everywhere, including TikTok now, at that Chris Chase. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And wherever you subscribe to this podcast, please leave a five-star or verbal review. We'll see you next week.